This is Kevin Burke from the Thumbs in Pockets chapter of the Andy Griffith Show Rerun Watchers Club saying thanks again for listening to Burke on Mayberry. We're in season five, and we're going to talk about an episode known as Barney's Bloodhound. It aired on October 26, 1964. It was written by Sam Bobrick. It was directed by Howard Morris, and you should recognize that name, Howard Morris, our beloved Ernest T. Bass. And he's going to make a voice appearance or two in this episode. Um, We're also going to learn about a very special actor that appears in this episode. Let's go ahead and get started. Uh, The episode begins with, you see Barney walking fast down the street headed to the courthouse. And when he gets in there, we realize that he's in a hurry, not because of some crime, but simply because Leonard Blush radio show is about to come on. Now, if you listen to the Leonard Blush radio show, what little's played of it on the air, you will hear Howard Morris doing the voice, and he does the radio announcer. And then also, he's also the singing voice for... um, Leonard Blush. So again, uh, you'll hear him in two different instances there. And our trivia question is going to come from this, so just keep an eye eye out for that. Anyway, uh, they find out uh, while the Leonard Blush radio show gets interrupted that uh, there's an escaped convict. And and what I like about this particular scene, it's a perfect example of the difference between Andy and Barney. Andy doesn't get bothered, upset, thinks it's a long shot that the convict would come to Mayberry but Barney's all excited, wants to go out and do everything and anything that he can. And this this is really a good dichotomy between the two characters here, how different they react to situations, which is played up throughout the entire uh, Andy Griffith show. And the next thing we see that uh, Barney appears at the uh, door, and uh, he's got one leg and one arm in the door. And Andy's looking at him with the look on his face like, um, what's going on? And Barney continues to talk that way. He, he gets yanked outside the door a couple times, and Andy has no idea what's going on. And finally, Barney enters the courthouse, and we see he's got a dog that he says is part bloodhound. Well, I mentioned that we're going to have a special actor on this show, and believe it or not, the actor is the dog. The dog was a well-experienced actor. The dog's real name was Pluto. And uh, he was on this episode in 1964, but uh, he had actually been on other television programs. You may remember the television show Hazel. He was in a 1961 episode entitled A Dog for Harold there. He later was on Bonanza as Walter the Dog in a 1963 episode entitled A Friend of Walter's. So again, this, this dog really did a lot of different acting. Probably where he looks most familiar to you is on the Beverly Hillbillies uh, he was in a, a, a lot, of, there were a lot of dogs that Ellie Mae was uh, dealing with, uh, and the name of that episode is Dash Riprock, you cad. And he also uh, appeared on the Dick Van Dyke show as the ugliest dog in the world episode, which uh, obviously this dog is not ugly at all. Uh, but again, um, there were other animals that appeared on the Andy Griffith show, obviously, and, uh, but I just wanted to point this out about Pluto. Anyway, getting back to our episode... Uh, once Barney gets in the courthouse, uh, he shows Andy about the whistle, the dog whistle that he blows and makes no sound, but the dog negatively reacts to it, shows his teeth in this particular instance. And uh, and Barney's trying his best to convince Andy that the dog could help him, but Andy's certainly not a believer. Um, so we see Barney pull out a handkerchief, and he claims that it's Floyd's handkerchief, and he's going to let the dog uh, sniff the handkerchief, and the dog will go straight to Floyd. 
So we see him uh, leave the courthouse, and that's a funny scene in of itself, Barney trying to get the dog to leave the courthouse. Again, I don't know if this is absolutely true, but if you watch the dog in this episode, you see the dog looking uh, from our direction to the right of Andy and Barney. I'm guessing the trainer's over there, and the dog's not doing anything till the trainer says he can. But basically, Barney forces him out the door, and we even see Barney nudge him to go into Floyd's barbershop as they get there later. And again, we have another scene with Floyd sitting in the chair, being his normal humorous self. And um, the dog eventually, after meandering around a little bit, uh, gets up and starts to, you know, uh, lick Floyd's hand. And then at that point, we realized that the, this was a setup that uh, Barney had been in there before and Floyd had given the dog a lollipop, some candy. And uh, Andy just sort of chuckles that uh, uh, Barney's tried to pull this off of him. Now, here's something that I'm not sure about also, but I want you to look in this scene where Barney, Andy, and Floyd are sitting in the, uh, or Floyd is sitting in the barbershop. And I want you to look at the calendar over Floyd's head. And it's usually, if you're looking at the television or whatever you're viewing and look to the right of his head, look at the numbers on the calendar. Now, I've looked at this over and over, but it looks like the calendar, when it gets to the number 26, is actually the number 28. Um, and then when you go further down the calendar, when it should say uh, number 28, the 28th day of the month, it looks like it says 29. And uh, again, I've looked at a couple different angles of this, and it's unclear. But I want you to take a look at the ca calendar uh, again behind or to the right of Floyd's head and see if he do doesn't look like that the number 26 is really the number 28 and that they skip number 28, and the 28 is really number 29. Again, I, maybe my eyes are playing tricks on me, but it's something that I uh, seem to notice while I'm uh, looking at this episode. We get to the next scene. We see two state police in the courthouse, and they're bringing a poster of Neil and talking about how tough Neil is. And we hear Barney in the background trying to train Blue, uh, the dog, obviously. And uh, later he tries to show Andy how the dog has really learned a lot, but bar there's barely any response uh, and what I love about this scene is uh, Barney goes to get the dog, and when he does, he sees the dog is lying down <laughs> on the place where Barney gets caught sleeping through many episodes, so the dog looks tired. And and uh, so Barney, again, tries to get the dog to come out. The dog won't come, so Barney blows the whistle. Next thing we know, the dog's running and jumping on Barney. And again, what I love about this scene He's on top of Barney and uh, eventually starts uh, chewing on Barney's tie. And again, uh, I just think they must have had so much fun uh, uh, doing this episode. Uh, the next thing, we see him out in the woods, and uh, we see Andy and Barney and Blue arriving in the squad car. And uh, Barney and Andy are going to go look for the criminal, and uh, um, Barney uh, thinks, well, what the heck, and he shows Blue a picture of Neil, uh, the poster, the photo of Neil, and then Blue takes off. And so he goes in one direction. Andy says, I'm not going to waste my time chasing that dog. He goes in the other direction. Well, what's interesting is that uh, Blue actually goes up to a man who's fishing on the lake, and that actually happens to be Neil. So Blue goes right to him. So maybe the photo worked. Uh, also in this scene, we see Andy puts on a gun, which we don't see that many times. But again, Andy and Barney get separated uh, and when Barney uh, sees the man fishing, he's being his friendly self. And then all of a sudden he realizes that the man he's talking to is actually the escaped convict, uh, Ralph Neal. And so Neal had already pulled his gun out and was ready. And he captures Barney and, uh, and takes him away. The next scene, we see Andy walking up and he uh, walks to the spot where they'd caught Neal fishing. 
and he finds Barney's hat and he sees the poster and we can see in Andy's face that he figures that his deputy's been caught. And the next thing we see that Neil has taken Barn, Barney to a cabin and uh, he goes outside for a minute and Barney tries to get Blue to untie his hands, but Blue basically just goes back and licks his hand. Uh, Barney tries to make a couple of escape attempts and every time he does, Blue ruins it. So it's almost like Blue's working for Ralph Neal in this situation. Uh, eventually, Andy arrives outside the window. And again, another part of this episode that I really enjoy is when Andy and Barney are mouthing words to each other. I love the facial expressions. Of course, Don Knotts had great facial expressions, but I love these facial expressions Don Knotts does in this scene. Um, so again, finally, Barney gets up and starts running out, and Andy comes in, and long story short, Neil captures both Andy and Barney. So uh, in the next scene, we see that they're all leaving, and but this time Neil has put on uh, Barney's deputy suit, and uh, Barney has on uh, Neil's uh, regular clothes, and they're getting ready to leave, and Neil tells uh, Andy he's going to drive, and Barney's going to lay down in the back seat, and it's just going to look like the uh, deputy and the sheriff are driving off. And uh, all of a sudden, Neil says, now, where's Blue? Where's that dog? And so Andy convinces him to blow the whistle to get the dog to come. And, of course, when he does, Neil, uh, the dog goes running straight at Neil, jumps on him. It pushes Neil back on the hood of the car, and Andy takes that opportunity to grab the gun and captures Neil and, uh, again, saves the day. When we get to the final scene, we're back in the courthouse, and we see Neil laying down on the bed in, the, in one of the jail cells, we see uh, Andy's in the other jail cell um, cleaning up, and Barney's just outside the cells trying to get Blue to pick up uh, the jail cell key. And he finally gets Blue to do it, and Barney gets all excited, and Andy's starting to get agitated because he wants Barney to come in and help him clean the cell. So he finally, uh, eventually, Barney gets up and goes back to help Andy clean the cell. And when he does, he grabs the door and closes it, and now they're all three locked. And a real interesting scene here is that uh, – um, Andy and Barney are trying to get Blue to bring the key. When Neil realizes that uh, they're locked up, he tries to get them. So all of a sudden, you got the convict and Andy and Barney trying to get the, <laughs> the dog to bring up the key, and the dog just looking at him with the key in his mouth. And finally, Andy comes up with the idea to tell Barney to blow the whistle again. Barney blows the whistle. Blue goes and jumps up on the cell, and Barney grabs the key and again saves the day. So again, a very humorous episode, um, and again with the famous dog in this episode. Now, here's your trivia question. This is a tough one, but I think you can get it if you go back and watch the episode closely. When they're listening to the Leonard Bluss show, it's interrupted by a, um, a news announcement that their Ralph Neal, the escaped convict, has gotten out. So what I want to know is what's the name of the song that's being sung when the announcement comes on? Now, you only hear it very briefly, but again, what's the name of the song that's being sung when the announcement about Ralph Neal Escapes comes on. If you think you know the answer to this uh, trivia question, you can email me at burke at imayberry.com. That's the letter I, B-U-R-K-E at imayberry.com. Or you can go to my website, burkeonmayberry.com, and beside the episode name of Barney's Bloodhound, I'll have in parentheses the name of, of the answer to this trivia question. Again, I appreciate your attention to this episode, and for all you uh, loyal listeners, I'm really appreciative for it. And share this episode with someone else and uh, let them realize that we talk about Andy Griffith's show in a lot of different ways. And I also want to shout out to the Two Chairs No Waiting podcast by my friend Alan Newsom, which uh, he's done about probably more than 500 podcasts and has a lot of good episodes and shows and information that you can learn even more about the Andy Griffith show. 
Again, we appreciate your uh, listening. And as they say in Mayberry, my best to you and yours. And thanks again for listening to Burke on Mayberry.